Greetings, Earthlings. I'm Jose Santana. And I'm Alexi, a.k.a. Apollo Black. And this is Consumed by TV. A podcast where you go the breakthroughs, the analysis, and all the secret Easter egg huntings from every episode, movie, TV show, and fandoms from behind the scenes of pop culture. Today's episodes will be episodes 7 and 8, which are Introduction to Statistics, and home economics. Can't say statistics to save my life. And the show we're watching, again, if you've been following us, is a community. The show created by Dan Hamron, also the creator of Rick and Morty, Hamron Town, and so much more. He makes Hamron Town, man. He has a, like his own podcast and everything. Oh, that's okay. I haven't seen his podcast. I haven't even finished Rick and Morty yet. What? <laughs> finished Rick and Morty. Betrayal. 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 Mm-hmm. Whenever we do it on the podcast, it'll be a fresh reaction. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we get started with the episode seven. Um, we're in Chang's Spanish class, and uh, he's talking about how teachers don't get respect. They don't get paid for extra credit. They don't get paid for keeping students after hours, but students get rewarded. So... Uh, the only way to be rewarded is by throwing a party. So Annie's throwing a Dios de los Muertos party, a party of the Day of the Dead. Um, in this reference, if you're Chang, Chang always has to do something explicit. So he says that the Day of the Dead or Mexican Halloween is a sex move. What? Alright. I don't know, I think um you're like you're you're a few seconds ahead of me. Oh. What seconds are you at? I'm at 128. I press play as soon as we start recording. I don't press play too, but then it restarted. I was two seconds ahead. Then my internet is So, uh, I'm on Pierce picking up the cell phone. Pierce picking up the cell phone. I'm gonna go, let me know when you get to 140. 140? I'm there. No, I'm, I'm at 140 now. Jeff and Bird are talking to each other. Internet isn't my friend. Oh, because his mom's on speaker. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know how to use phones. He accidentally called his mom. Yeah, we never get to see her. We, we we get introduced to her, but we never see the mom. She's a uh, she by the way, she's a dope ass character. She's she left in a dope way. Like the coolest way I think of. Thank you for joining. Appreciate you clicking on and tuning in. This is Consumed by TV. I am Apollo Black 115, and you're watching Twitch TV, the podcast. I mean, you're watching on Twitch TV, Consumed by TV, the podcast. All right. Oh, I forgot about Professor Slater. Oh, yeah. We get the first introduction. Yes. Professor Slater. Uh, Jeff's crush. Well, we know he is more than just a crush. He's crushing it. Yeah. Did you change Jeff just a little? Um, I wouldn't say so. Because in the end, in the end, she blamed Jeff for everything that happened, and in the end, she took the blame for it. She's like, I would, I just wasn't ready for such a serious relationship. But Jeff wasn't ready to be in a relationship. Period, and you forced him into it. So it's technically not, she didn't make him grow. She, he learned from her because like how people say all your exes are like experience. You you never get nothing out of your exes. Your exes always leave you one thing. So like he gained experience. He, he gained the, the ability to like be more upfront and be more serious when it comes to relationships. I just like how she treats him like a t- like a uh like they're like two not two characters but like she's just like you're always she's always putting selling Britta onto Jeff. 
She's like, you sure you don't want a piece of that? You sure you don't want a piece of that? Oh, we get our second reference to Leonard again, too. He's like, shut up, Leonard. But he was only in the first episode with the, uh, I mean, the second episode with the pool. And then now. But after this episode, he's in like every other episode. They, they make a, they always make a reference to shut up Leonard. He's always in the background doing something to, in the background. Huh? Right. Oh yeah, and then like how uh, um, Jasmine brought it up in the paintball episode, he's also like a basically a main character. He doesn't die first; he dies second to last. Because I mean, no spoilers, but spoiler warning: Jeff gets shot first, and then he looks at Britta and goes, "Come on, Britta!" And then he goes, "Well, I'm gonna go." And then he gets shot, and then Britta stands up and is like, "Is anybody alive? Is anybody out there?" Well, like her and Shirley, I guess. Where he shoots Dean. That's Jeff who shoots Dean. Yeah, I know. But Leonard's one of the first ones to come up. Because um, Jeff's like, I'm not playing. Oh, that's, playing. that's, um... I think that's the first episode of Paintball. The very first episode. Yeah, he gets he gets eliminated first. Yeah, he gets eliminated first. But then, technically, um... Garrett was first. Garrett was on the floor. And then... It's this is not a game. It's still happening. Oh yeah, any any at the party. I like how Britta. I like how Britta shows up. Britta shows up as a squirrel carrying a nut, like basically saying like you don't have to be uh, sexy to get like get a costume, but she's a squirrel carrying a nut. A revealing skeleton onesie. It's all black. Yeah. Jeff doesn't dress up because he's too cool to dress up. Well, and we'll see that later. And then Chang's there, but Chang's rolling his eyes. He just doesn't want to be there, period. He'd rather be at the uh, teacher's dance. Why are the teachers having a dance? I guess it's technically like for morale. The dean held a Halloween party for them, too. Like, it's not even Halloween. Well, I guess I'm yeah, they're doing a Day of the Dead theme, so it has to be like it has to be what what I mean, what day does the Day of the Dead land on? What is I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not sure. Is it the same time every year? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, it's a Mexican like ritual. It's November first. So if we don't know any timeline, now we do actually know a timeline that it's, this episode is, takes place November 1st. Yeah, it's always November 1st. Which wouldn't make any sense because, well, I guess it's on the actual day of the day because if you go to 2009, that was <clears throat> Well, technically the way I see it too, like probably they wouldn't allow Halloween on campus yet because te- technically not until season three, we get an official Halloween party. I mean, season four. The year of the gas leak. Yeah, that's season four. That's the year. That's the year of the the Halloween party too. No, because the party before that isn't a party. It's a pre-party to go to uh to go to um Vicky's party, and that's where Britta tries to experiment on them. It's technically, not a Halloween party. It's a Halloween episode. But we don't get our first Halloween official party until season four. But this is, I guess, technically it's November first, so October thirty-first. You would have celebrated Halloween. But she surely would have been. Surely probably would have been. Say again. That's season three. That's season three. Season three? Yeah. Season three or it's either season three, the ending, or season. 
No, because there's there's the one after this with where Britta experiments on them. They tell the scary stories. Then there's the one where they go to Vicky's party and they're trapped in Pierce's house. And then there's the one where they're in at the party and Shirley ends up, you know. That can be season two. There's no way. That's season two because in the end of season two, she gives birth. Right? No, I'm pretty sure it's season three. Huh? Pretty sure it's season three. Season three is a spooky story. We're about to find out right now. I'll tell you. Episode six. So which one is the year of the gas leak? I'm looking for I'm looking for the one where he turns into Lady Gaga. Hold on, give me one second. Season two, episode six. That's season two, episode six? Yes. So then they there's a there's a big continuity a big continuity error there. Yeah, there's a big error there. Because I, I mean, I guess because that's 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 when that's season six where uh, Jeff is like, how many more meltdowns are you going to have? And he's like, are we counting the year of the gas leak? And that's when the party happened, too. But I'm like, technically, that doesn't happen until the, the way Abed says it is like season four. But that's technically season two. Yeah, because they, they don't count anything that happens in season four, quote unquote. So then Abed, Abed technically is using a meta reference and cutting season four as not canon. Yeah, because if you think about it, like the whole group breakdown, like how they did it with um, oh, your friend masturbating and such, that was the most recent one. Because I remember watching that episode, like, no, that happened four times if you count season four, but they're not counting season four. Well, you heard it here first, people. Abed does not consider season four canon. It goes in season two, meaning the missing pen. Yep. I think they, they technically count the second one when Pierce masturbates himself to death and they do the whole lie detector test. Okay. And then the third one, quote unquote, is in season six after the whole, I don't even get what they, oh, the email app, which I love that episode. Oh, with uh, Gupta Gupta Gupta? I guess that one is the one where they go to Vicky's party. Yeah, because Vicky's party is episode two, and they go to the Pierce's house. Yeah. I love the scene in the bathroom, by the way. I'm continuing with the episode, episode seven, between Pierce and uh, Pierce and Starburns, where he's like, oh, wait, I thought you were the Beastmaster. He's trying to get pills off him, and they're old, like, old people pills. They're for, like, constipation, diarrhea, slowing your heart, your blood pressure. And Starburns is carrying around ecstasy, and he wants to trade with Pierce. So Pierce starts tripping. And uh, Alex is like, um, I want to grind my teeth, and I can't pee. Oh, that's when Pierce locks himself in the study room. Underneath all the chairs and desks. Which, by the way... How do you have that many desks in a study room if that's a study room and there's only a table in there? So, my thing was, you know how, like, later in the show you see them, like, before they get in the study room, there's, like, the library part that's got additional chairs and tables? Yeah, but those are all those are all sectioned with walls. You can't take that apart. But I thought some of them were... But some of them were... Okay, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't no, it, it doesn't make sense. There should be not... There's, should, there's no way in hell in the study room there's that many desks for a class for you to fill up. Yeah, they're in a library, and all the if you go to any library in college, you either get the long tables that people share, or you get the individual tables that are all set up and parted by walls. But it's still a big table. Oh, 
I mean, true. Or he could have done it himself where he was tripping. He could have found some tables. That is very true. Real quick, Sandy. How far in are you? Because I know you X'd out, right? No, I didn't X out. I'm at 951. 9.51? Yeah. Well, I'm keeping up with everything. Remember, I've seen all I've seen every episode like a thousand times. No, you don't understand. Listen, when we came up with this idea for the podcast, we were sitting here, I was playing a video game, and I literally told Jose that because of COVID and because I don't get to watch that many TV shows with with my girl, that I continuously watch one show on repeat from morning to night, every single day. And that show is Community. I have watched all six seasons of Community for the last seven months on repeat over and over and over again and then we were like why not just do a podcast about it we know so much about community like behind the scenes easter eggs cutaways like every little secret that may be there we can probably tell you it because i we've watched almost every episode completely i've watched every episode i was watching community and i was like i need a break I watched it on Hulu, I watched it on Netflix, then I went back to Hulu, and then I just stayed on Netflix. When she would go to work in the morning, and the TV usually off, or like in that uh, digital clock mode where it just shows you the, the standby mode, I would literally turn community on, put it in blast, just so I could hear the voices before so I could like, try to go back to sleep. Because I didn't like being like alone in the room in the morning, so I'm like, at least I have Jeff to sleep with. <laughs> that guy Jose Kribben. Jeff goes to the faculty dance, and now all of a sudden he's got a cowboy hat. I love how Britta is like, at least early season one, like the moral compass of the group, so to speak, for Jeff. like. Sorry, I had a mouthful of strawberries and chocolate. <laughs> anyway we get to the party where we see Jeff trying to interact with um, Professor Slater Slater, thank you for correcting me I forgot her name for a second Professor Slater where she is dressed up as Robin Hood and he's dressed up as a cowboy she makes a joke saying that it reminds her of her old parties back in high school because she got deflowered by a cowboy and he says, oh, kind of reminds me of my childhood, too. And she's like, what, you had sex with a man? No, with a cute girl at the party. We're destined to be together then, aren't we? She laughs and says, it's funny how many buttons of mine you can hit, but it's so unseemly because you are one of my students and I don't date students. And then, of course, he goes because the way you say it sounds like I'm a kid. We take naps together. I'm not really a student. I'm a guy who's older than you who goes to college to fund his career. And she's like, still unseemly. And it's never going to happen. Uh, I don't know where you're at. Yeah. And then they all come into the dance. They all come into the dance, and she's like, uh, Britta confronts him first, saying, I thought you went home because you left Britta's part, uh, Annie's party. He's like, No, I came over here to be with adults. And she's like, I didn't think you could get in without a costume. And then the question is, How did you get a costume? She's like, All the Halloween stores are closed. And then on top of that, to answer my question, I think it's because you own a tight costume. Gun to my head says yes. Then we cut to a little scene because, again, the way the scene started, like we said, Shirley's always trying to sell Britta off to Jeff. But in today's episode, Shirley is really inflicted by the pain of her husband leaving with another woman that she's taking Britta's situation and making her own and blaming Slater as the woman who took her husband. So they show you a scene of her coming up to Slater's car, ripping the antenna off her car and calling her Professor Slim Calfs. Oh, yeah. And then he, she tells Britta, go turn on the hose. I'm going to fill put this up, uh, in her desk so we can fill it up. <laughs> and of course, we get a scene with Pierce. Pierce comes in meowing. And uh, everybody just stares at him and goes, is he meowing? Meow. Meow, meow. And of course, Jeff gives one of his speeches 
but it's not really one of his speeches. It's a speech of like, you guys are ruining what's going on right now. You guys are being cock blockers. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Huh? It was delicious. I ate it all. Especially the chocolate pieces. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Talking about the blizzard. Yeah, we did say that already. We had we had a whole discussion. Then, of course, we get after Jeff does his outbreak, his little tantrum to the group they leave. He goes back to Professor Slater trying to get a second chance. And she literally just says unseemly and walks away. And, of course, Jeff's out of Jeff's out of that ass. That nice, fine piece of ass. He's out of it. Professor Slater is the actress played Nurse Rose in Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And I'm not a Meredith shipper, but she came between Meredith and Meredith. She did become, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't watch after that, but I know that for a fact because it was a funny episode where I was like, not only this lady was in community, but she's also here and she's getting between yet another couple. <laughs> like this actress just plays a girl who gets in between couples. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're talking to each other, and she's like, well, basically what I just said, she's taking all this uh, confusion and anger out on Britta, who's taking it out on Slater because her man left her for another woman, which we find out later is a stripper. Um, huh? I get so confused with what they mentioned so far because I know it happens. Yeah, it, it gets mentioned not only it not only once, not only once, but three times it gets mentioned later. Uh, when Shirley's minivans goes missing because her husband took it to drive her to work. The origin story where you find out it actually happened. And then uh, Thanksgiving where she like confuses everybody and tells her like, my husband ran away with a stripper and this is all I got. Another scene where she was just like, oh, I can, oh, I can, season two, right? Yeah. Oh, I can sue that, yeah, I can, I can that skank stripper who stole my husband. We got a case. And then Jeff's like, don't screw her. Life screwed her. She's a stripper. Oh, and then we got Pierce and went back to the study room. And he's tripping balls hard on this ecstasy. A full-on erection, hallucinating, seeing tombstones everywhere, seeing Annie float around. Tell me about the war, Pierce. Tell me about Woodstock and Sputnik, Pierce. Pierce breaks down crying, and everybody around him is just walking around. And I get Alice agree older than her character, but I think I think they I think Dan Hammer did it for a reason because because she's older than a typical college girl playing a college girl that that schoolgirl thing was supposed to be sexier for her to be and that's what people were trying to lean on with it but it was more like a cringe because we know she's older and then like her trying to be sexy especially towards older men is not like the way to go. An 18 year old. An 18 year old. She's just barely just turned 18. It's, it's not okay. It's never okay. And then you know, uh, I noticed it, but I don't know if you noticed it. Later on in the season, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because all the sexualizing she went through, they make it an episode, the one where they feature Jack Black, and he goes, uh, We try not to sexualize Annie anymore because she's still so young. Oh, yeah. Oh, because that was the. In a little drink sequence, Britta and Annie fighting. Yep, in a little bubble bath. Is that Coke? You holding out on me? That's why I, I like the later seasons when she figured out what she wants to do. She starts dressing like. Everything started melting by the time I got home. It's good. It was good for me to drink. I only, I only like that because those are Easter egg references too. Like after that situation that happened with Jeb, especially in the debate. She starts dressing like Professor Slater to get Jeff's attention. Oh, yeah. And then ends up with... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the podcast, I just did a gesture. So I, <laughs> I did the gesture. <laughs> <laughs> On the 
Slater. Yeah, he almost got Professor Slater. Chang told him a secret move that no guy ever does because they're two guys. They're like so much of with the ego and so big into their head that they never tried it. And all you have to do is basically just beg the woman to sleep with you, and it works. Say pretty please, and and she's she tells you to let's go. So then we get to the end, of course, where it's all happening, and Jeff confronts uh, everybody, tells Slater that he can't do it, and he walks into the room and confronts Pierce and tells everybody that he's gonna handle this. And he goes to try to talk to Pierce and talks him out of commit. I guess basically, I guess committing suicide or just trying to get squished by the desk and the chairs and the tables. It's a but later Jeff says desk. He's like you took a, you took a bunch of desks and put them together. But you could tell it's just chairs and like tables. Basically, everything in the library you can use. True. A little bit more weight added to it. Yep. But like I, I like how you can see a skeleton behind uh, Jeff, and like little metaphors are like, "Hey, you're gonna die if you stay here. <laughs> this is a death trap. This is a Pierce built it while he was high on ecstasy. This is a literal death trap." Grey's Anatomy later on, I want to say the last season, they did Day of the Dead. Yep. And they brought back, like, horrible CGI. Yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. They had, like, Danny in the hallway and 007 and Izzy walk around. First off, how did Dobbin... Yeah, that's another thing because it's technically supposed to be closed off. They're inside of like a dome, and the way Abed comes in the episode to save them, Abed literally jumps in front of them and drags them out through the hole Jeff crawled into. Well, he, like instantly when it starts falling. Yeah, as soon as it starts falling, he's in front of them. He just instantly pulls them out. There's no way in hell Abed can do that. I mean, Batman can do that because Abed's playing Batman, and um. There's just there's there's no actual explanation to how he did it because they show you that they're locked in this little area, and there's only one way in, one way out, and that's the way Jeff walks in and walks out. But then Abed immediately teleports in front of them and drags him out through the hole. Anyways, he saves them. They're all good. Pierce is coming down from his high. They start. Jeff takes Amy's hand for a dance. But Abed, before they leave, Abed tells him that if I stay, there there can't be no party because there's no one out there protecting the night. I have to go because I'm Batman. I don't know how much fun Danny Pudi had. Danny Pudi had a lot of fun. I watched a skit this morning of him, like a 15-minute skit of just bloopers of Danny Pudi on Community. And he had a lot of fun. Like, so... that He did a lot of, like, hit bloopers himself. And then, of course, it cuts to Abed sitting on top of the the roof, being Batman, looking down on the, the city of criminals. And it's a community college, and he's just saying a whole monologue. And that's the end of episode seven for that half, the first half of the podcast, episode seven. Oh, yeah, and we get to the end, the end with uh, Abed and Troy. I forgot about that, where they eat candy corn. Um, and they're talking in the Batman voice, and he's like, that's Cookie Monster, not Batman. Oh. Statistics. Can't say the word, folks. Statistics. Go. Did you not hit play when I hit play? I hit play. That's what I'm saying. I hit play. I said go, as in we're recording now. The second half of. Yes. This is the second half. If you're tuning in still to the podcast, this is the second half of the podcast where we go over the second episode in the series of the community. This is episode eight, continuing on from episode seven. The episode eight is named, and this is Community, created by Dan Hammer and the show of Rick and Morty and Hammertown. So much more and so much better. Uh, going into episode eight, we start off in the Spanish room, and it's another Chang episode. We literally get Chang for another two, three minutes in the, not even, I think it's about 15 seconds. 
of Chang. Yeah, and then Annie being a simp for Troy, Troy jumps on her and pretends to be a backpack. They walk out of class and they're talking and Troy's asking her, uh, what could two grown-ups do in the distance of their father's house on it as a date? Because uh, Troy wants to ask somebody out and Annie thinks he's trying to ask her out. You know who's under the stars? Annie, for thinking that she could have been straight up and straightforward. Oh yeah, because he says uh, he says the name of the date is Randy, and it could be a guy's name, but in this sense, it's a girl's name. <coughs> and then we get Shirley saying that she should have shall- she should have followed Jeff and Britta because Annie and Troy are thin air. And then we get to the first reference of uh, Vaughn. Yeah, we get Vaughn again from the last episode. Remember, they made fun of him with his tiny nipples in the poem he wrote for the poem he wrote for Britta. So they, uh, so Vaughn broke up with her, and now um, he's uh, saying he's late to brand practice and doesn't want nothing to do with Britta. She just walks right past him. I mean, he walks right past her. Where we get the song? Yeah, this is where we get the first song. Yeah, this is where we get the first the first song by Vaughn. Dedicated to one of the cast members, or not cast member, but one to the one of the one of the uh, characters in the in the show. And then of course, Pierce is with Britta during this interaction with Vaughn, and um, in Pierce-like fashion, he's going to be friend with Vaughn. Because he told Britta that because of her hormones and thick thighs that they can't talk on a sensible plane, so that it should be a man-to-man conversation if he if he wants to fix a relationship with uh, Britta. <coughs> Excuse me. But of course we get another scene. Yeah, they walk up on him taking a shower behind the behind the school out of hose. And Shirley says, uh, I know what he's doing. My husband made that mistake when he called me Valerie once in bed. He's living in his car. Pierce is telling a story about how he lived in the 70s and that uh Back then, it was so easy. They just bet a woman in your car, and it's just like shaking hands. Because they don't know how to not be in each other's business. Talk to Jeff about him being living in his car. Yeah, they don't know how to mind their own business. So everybody gets in, everybody gets involved in everybody else's business. We get the fact that uh, we get the fact that uh, Pierce went and talked to Vaughn behind the scenes, and uh, he's now part of the band, and that he despised Britta, and that Britta's like really mad at him now. Surely, maybe. Yeah, and then everybody gets sad and becomes pitiful, pitiful, and they were like, "If you know, if you need somewhere to live, we'll give you a place to live." And then Troy's like, "I'd offer you a place," but my dad is like, "Low, low key racist." And then Albert's like, "I got, I'll give you a spare bed because my, uh, I, I live in the dorm and my room has a bunk bed." charity or pity their name would be on my suicide note which I don't think they would make that joke in today's no no and that was something I was going to say too like community community got away with being in a perfect year like a perfect placement where nobody was and again this is, this is a podcast where we, we speak freely we talk about what's going on in the pop culture and everything but like in a sense where nobody was too sensitive because I'm pretty sure if that line would have came up in today's time, somebody would have tried to cancel the community. Oh, okay. she does. Yep. Mhm. And that's why I'm so happy. That's, that's certain TV shows you gotta 
getting aired versus when you're watching it. Just like Glee. Glee got away with a lot of stuff. Glee got away with a lot of stuff. But if Glee were to be played this, like, today... It's called Recovering Glee. If you watch Glee, you would love, like, if you watch Glee when it originally aired, you're gonna love that podcast, because Glee and Community were on for the same exact time. They both just, like, there's a line, and then they crossed it. Yep. <clears throat> and we get our first Easter egg in, the, in this episode, too, when, um, Jeff walks up to uh, Abed's dorm. Before Abed opens the door, there's a Back to the Future 2 poster on the, on the, on the door. Mm-hmm. And then he has Back to the Future. He has Back to the Future, I think, one or three in the background um, when they're sitting on the couch. He has, also, he has also a poster to It. He's having a meltdown, but in this meltdown, we learn that he's a geek, too. This is where we find out that uh, basically Abed and uh, Jeff are the same person because Abed has uh, Jeff's trying to get rid of perfect condition Spider-Man one edition comic books so he can sell to pay off his debt. And yeah, it's the and he's literally. And this is literally a callback because in uh, my dinner to Andre, uh, uh, Abed says it out loud. He's like, ever since we stopped hanging out, um, my friends have just been trying to avoid me. He's like, you think I'm trying to avoid you? Like, no. It's because we don't live together anymore. Just because we don't hang out one-on-one anymore doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. Like, we're best friends. Or not best friends. We're still a study group and we're still a, we're still friends no matter what. Basically, family out there, right? One thing I must say is I love how Annie just gets over the scent that she is for Troy. I mean, not the best way to get over it, how she gets over it. But True. She gets over it two ways, but then she grows up. Yes, I just like that they didn't like make it the whole scene. <coughs> I agree too. Yeah, they basically make it like what three episodes worth. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know she has a crush on Troy from the pilot. Yep. But it really doesn't sit too much until like a few episodes in, then another episode, and then this one. <clears throat> and now we get this. The we get the song from uh from. Oh, Pierce is in the band, you guys. Are you gonna play it for I'm trying, but I think my speaker died. Go ahead. I'm gonna go back to when it starts. So go ahead. I'm gonna go to where Shirley goes up to Greta. Basically, eight minutes and forty-eight seconds in. All right. I don't think they could hear it, because I couldn't hear it. Okay. But it probably it, but it probably picked up on the audio. We'll <laughs> Anyways, the, song is, um... the song is getting the song is named Getting Rid of Britta, Getting Rid of the B. Which means goddamn bitch. Excuse my language. And then Oh, we come back to Jeff and Ovid. In his dorm. And Jeff is literally carved out. There you need Lucky Charms. They're eating Lucky Charms. They're calm down. They're talking. They're watching TV about the sitcoms. Saying that 
TV never beat them. TV always raised them. TV never came home drunk or left them at the mall. TV never got the special day or their birthdays. That TV is basically the best, the best way to grow up if you don't have a father. Um, then we get Britta who walks in and Britta basically says that, you know, leaving the maternity world behind is, was the best thing that happened to Jeff because now he seems like a real person. And this is where Abed kicks in and says like, in his head, he's like, Jeff's not a real person. He's just living the life that he has to live now because he's forced to live it because he doesn't know how to cope with things. Like like we've said from the beginning, Jeff likes to control everything. And one thing doesn't go out of his in his way or he can't control it. He just slums down to doing what's the next best thing, which means like slacking off and cheating off the next person. <clears throat> True. And then the next time we get Brito, we're gonna confront, I guess, Vaughn and Pierce in a way. They're practicing their next song. Yes. This is like Pierce, but obviously Pierce has somewhat of a heart. Yeah, but also ego. Because <laughs> <clears throat> they start fighting over, uh, Brita thinks that Pierce is. Britta thinks that Pierce is defending him or her, and what Pierce is doing is defending himself because he says that he helped Vaughn make Britta's a Britta's a B, yeah. and that that it's a co-song, it's their song, not just his song. Yes. And then Vaughn is like, if it's my band, it's my song, and that's it. Who are those three power chords? You're a power, you're a power knowing Jag. Yeah, now they have a little spat where Vaughn starts throwing a bunch of instruments at him. So like Britta thinks that Pierce defended her honor. But on all sense, Pierce just tried to defend himself because he helped write the song. Pierce likes to have his name on everything. And he's still stuck in sit mode. Giving Troy step by step steps to how to have a date. It's 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 bad. Like Annie Annie has such the in, in the first season for the first couple episodes for the half, Annie has such the biggest crush on Troy and like nobody else knows. I mean, except for I think Britta knows because she calls her out and Jeff knows. But but she's just the biggest sin for Troy and Troy is the stupidest person when it comes to knowing. Yeah, she tries to get Troy not to go on his date. Uh, what's his name? Because he comes back later. Yeah, and the and that's the last time we ever see him too. Yeah. The doctor. That's a bad thing. The actor came back. But we get that's to this. Right? Yeah, he's the nurse. We get to the scene where they're in the nurse's office, the nurse's office, and Troy's helping Annie, and they're expa- uh, 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 doing a checkup on her. And she, he's just like, "There's nothing wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong, so you're good to go." And then she's like, "It just hurts everywhere. Like my appendix is bursting." And then he's like, "Well, we have to quarantine you then, so you have to leave because you can't be here because of quarantine." So he sends the nurse sends Troy on the date with a a full sack of condoms, and uh. <clears throat> What's his name? And then the name of the character is... It says Nurse Jack. <laughs> Nurse Jackie? Yes. <laughs> Nurse Jack. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> we get to the scene of... Britta, Jeff, and Abed in the in the cafeteria, and they're all and Britta, Jeff, and Abed are getting snacks, and uh, Jeff is eating whipped cream, and then Abed pulls Britta aside, saying that we need to talk because you need to get Jeff out, you need to get Jeff to be back who he was, because uh, he's the, he's not happening, he can't he can't deal with Jeff living in the dorm anymore. That basically Jeff is ET. He's 
things are lady boss. And tell me you're not to be naive. Tell him you'll sleep with him and he'll get back to his normal self. And when we when they cut to Jeff, he's in a t-shirt, a stained t-shirt and boxers. He has a hole in his boxers too. Oh, you watching the is that the Jeffersons? Yeah, they're watching the Jeffersons. Oh, yep. He calls Britta a hunky. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> but now we get Britta trying to seduce Jeff. Not seduce Jeff, but try to get Jeff to be back to his normal self. We find out that she broke into his condo and uh, stole the uh, the nozzles to his bathtub. Oh yeah. You just get a turd with less direction than my. <laughs> it's just still a turd. <laughs> but he tells her that it's not worth it to turn the TV back on and she can just leave. And then she throws the nozzles at him. Italian faucets. Say again. The nozzles. I wonder how much those were. Probably expensive because he says he he handcrafted them with a special notch for sensitive skin. I was a huge phony before. I can do it again. Yeah. He's like, you're into me, <laughs> I beg your unbelievable pardon. <laughs> but then Jeff's ego comes back and he's tr- he tries to get sexy on the couch and says, You just want me back. You missed the old me. Uh, Jeff does it <laughs> <clears throat> Then we get to the scene where, uh, Pierce, talk, it's it's basically the last scene of the show. Pierce and Vaughn are talking, and Vaughn is just ignoring him. Pierce is saying that uh, he's out of the band, that he's not going to join the band anymore because Vaughn is a douche, and that uh, also to like leave Britta alone, like give her a second chance, because even though she's all wounded up, she's still a little girl underneath. Vaughn takes his shirt off, and he's like, "I've moved on." And then he gets on, and we get his second new single. Yeah, the song is called Pierce. Your heart in your head. I am my own. And she's waiting to see. You heard it and see. Then we get Annie. Annie's screaming no in a gown. Yeah, her nurse's gown. She escaped from the nurse's room. And at this point, Troy's on a date with Randy, and uh, she comes out and steals the blanket from underneath them, still in her gown, not wearing any any not wearing anything underneath the gown. She takes the blanket and walks away. And Troy date looks at her like, "Who the hell was that? What just happened?" And then she gets the blanket. She walks by Shirley's, and I don't care what you think, that was huge for me. Shirley's like, "I know, sweetie. Let's go find you some pants." And like moves the gown so she's not showing her ass. <clears throat> yep. And then we cut to the scene where uh, Vaughn brings out a rapper for the show. And this song is pierced. This song is out to cause because it's made of wrinkly and full. He's ugly and fat. Poopoo in his pants and poopoo in his heart. Yeah, he got a whole rapper to come out to like dis dis Pierce on stage. I think, like, as we're doing this podcast, I'm realizing more how like, it was the three of them. Yeah. They're the main three that hold the other together. So we get Jeff uh, confronting Britta, saying that, thank you for helping me get back to who I am. And then Abed shows up, and Abed's like, it looks like you moved out. What happened? And he's like, I checked into a motel and getting my life together. And he's like, you would have let me live there forever. And I was like, yeah. And Jeff's like, thank you so much. Cool. 
And then Ovid's like, cool, 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 cool. Because, you know, Ovid is the biggest manipulator of the show. We've talked about this over and over again. Manipulated Britta to get Jeff out, and then he just let, lied to Jeff in his face. <laughs> Which is funny, because later on in the season, you see uh, there's a scene where uh, he's like, I can't lie to anybody. And then he, he, like, doesn't lie. He tries to lie, but he doesn't. But here in this first episode, he so easily can lie and manipulate Jeff. Like, like, maybe that's what, like, he grew a bit with the study room. And then we get the ending cut scene. Like, directly lie to them. the ending cutscene and this time it's not Troy and Abed it's Pierce sitting in the in the band practice room again and he's sitting with the rapper this time and the rapper is about how it's dissing Vaughn now and how Vaughn is stupid and has tiny nipples and that he can't he can't sing for anything and that he makes fun of his friends or uses his friends and uh Vaughn walks in he's listening to this he's like okay Pierce this isn't over this is just the beginning <laughs> Yeah, episode eight of Community. We appreciate you tuning in and listening and uh, giving your opinions, or at least listening to our opinions about this commentary over the breakdown of the show. You can follow me on all social media. You can follow you. Just go in the link below. Click on the link tree, and there's links to all oh, Jose's. Uh, social media for consumed by tv there's my twitch there's my instagram for twitch there's anything you can find us to keep track keep updated and keep informed about the podcast while before we go live or the next time we post an episode or the next time we're doing an episode you can track you can track it all you can track it all now so again thank you for tuning in we really appreciate you i'm alexi aka apollo black consumed by tv, by TV.